welcome to the Eye on the U podcast, the Miami Herald's Miami Hurricanes podcast. I'm David Wilson, and I am joined, as always, on the other line. She just got done drinking a scuba tank full of Cuban coffee. Susan Miller-Degnan, our Miami Hurricanes beat writer here at the Herald. Susan, how's it going? It's 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 going very well, thank you. Yes, I've been I've been guzzling the coffee today. It's been a, a long week, uh, really, for the whole sports department at the All Miami of us. Herald. Um, obviously, we got a lot of Dolphins coaching news this week. Um, still the Brian Flores story, obviously, uh, lingering around. Um, Pete had the NBA trade deadline today, so uh, busy on that beat as well. And, of course, the Miami Hurricanes um, signing day is gone, but the news still keeps coming from Mario Cristobal as he is still putting together this, this class uh, or the staff, excuse me, this coaching staff. Uh, still not done yet either, so this will be something that goes into at least next week. Um, but the big ones out of the way in the last uh, week or so here, um, and it was, we're recording this uh, to almost 6 p.m. on Thursday. The two new coordinators, uh, defensive coordinator Kevin Steele and offensive coordinator Josh Gaddis, both spoke to the media for the first time. We're going to mostly focus in on those two today. Um, like we said, obviously, a couple other small, you know, not small, they're position, but position coach hires, Jamil Aday. Uh, from Georgia coming in as the cornerbacks coach um, and Frank Ponce, uh, who had been the offensive coordinator at Appalachian state coming in to coach the quarterbacks, uh, a couple more Florida guys there and Ponce, a South Florida guy specifically. Um, but yep. so Kevin Steele, that had happened by the time we talked last week, we'll get to him in a little bit, but Gaddis is obviously, um, you know, I think that was obvious, you know, that came Sunday uh, afternoon, I guess, or right around noontime. Uh, the story broke. We were out covering the Miami yeah, Marathon. Yeah, of course. And of course. Uh, kind of uh, put our brains together to, to write that story, too. Um, it was obviously, you know, that that one really felt like it came out of nowhere. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of Mario Cristobal's big hires so far have been, you know, he even joked about it on signing day, right, that like if if I had hired everyone you guys had uh, put out there in the media or it was a rumor on social media, he would have hired 40 coaches by now. And um, Gattis <laughs> was not a name out there in any of the rumors, any of the reports. Um, I think for both of, you know, even, you know, we have not, re- we've been, I think, more careful at the Herald to just not report every uh, rumor and every name we hear. But Gaddis was one who was totally off of our radar. Um, what was your reaction when you heard that hire? Um, I was surprised and, um, and then, you know, obviously like everybody else started doing some research and, uh, there were, you know, it might've been something with the, the fallout with, uh, right. Harbaugh, um, and, uh, you know, I, I don't know if he expected to be considered, I'm thinking for, that's what I think from what I've heard, um, for the head, you know, for the head coaching job, if Harbaugh was to leave. Um, and of course, you know, Harbaugh, I guess, interviewed with the Vikings, right? And he was not, reportedly was not offered the job. Um, but um, Gaddis, uh, you know, the, the big news all over the place was that he, he sent this uh, farewell text to the Michigan players, um, saying he had a broken heart and, you know, that he sacrificed so much and he gave everything to them and he loved them. And, um, and that, you know, the, uh, he said, unfortunately the past few weeks has told a different story to me about the very little appreciation I have here from administration in life. 
I would never advise anyone to be where they are not wanted. And I owe that to my family and my integrity to hold myself to the standard. I love each and every one of you at the bottom of my heart. So um, that was kind of the talk story. And he left. And now he, you know, I guess he's feeling that he's at a better UM, better U of M, whatever. Uh, and And he was very, he was very nice today. And and upbeat. Um, and uh, yeah, seems like a really good guy. That's what I heard from people I know. Yeah. You know? On, on paper, it's one of those home run hires we talk about and that, that term gets thrown out a lot. Um, but, you know, just, yeah. like I said, on paper, he won the Royals award this last year, which goes annually oh, yeah. assistant coach in college football. Um, he was just missed Mario Cristobal at Alabama. I think the year Cristobal left for Oregon uh, was the one year Gaddis spent there as uh, wide receivers coach and co-offensive coordinator um, for a team that the, the team that lost in the national championship to Trevor Lawrence's Clemson team. Um, then obviously he goes to Michigan for three years. I would say kind right. of mixed results at Michigan. Obviously he's like a young guy and, and very well respected. And those teams were obviously always, well, not last the two years, whatever the, the COVID year, they were not good. But for the most part, has, have had good teams. Um, and, you know, obviously very, you know, those teams looked a whole lot different than the Rhett Lashley Miami teams. They were very much run heavy. Um, right. And, that, you know, I don't think they ever have had the quarterback talent that the Rhett Lashley team had with Derek King and then Tyler Van Dyke. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see what he does with um, a, a very different personnel set, obviously, than, than he had at Michigan. Um, but this year, you know, Michigan obviously started the year not ranked, um, ends up going to the Orange Bowl, the Final Four, uh, losing to Georgia. Um, so I, I, obviously that did you know, wonders for, for Josh Gaddis's career, this, this, that type of season where you go from no expectations and are man, able to manufacture this pretty good offense. And again, you know, they're, they're top 25 in, in most of the important metrics um, and even higher in some categories. Again, I think it's interesting that it's, it's a really stark departure from what we saw with Rhett Lashley, at least based on, you know, obviously in some of Gaddis's others, you know, in Alabama, they're running spread, right, with, with Tua. Um, but at least the last three years, those Michigan teams have not looked anything like what these uh, Miami teams look like. And, and you know, college, coaches always talk about, like, they want to coach their personnel. That was something that Gaddis, it sounds like, basically talked about today. Um, right. So he might, I mean, well, it'll be really interesting to see what, what this offense is going to look like this year. Whereas, you know, when Rhett Lashley came in, you know, his offense looked exactly like we expect. There was not really a surprise there. He was going to run that spread system. That was, he was brought in to run a spread and bring a spread to Miami. Gaddis is just being running because he's a good coach and obviously they're going to have a plan, but um, you know, it could go a lot of different ways. It feels like. Yeah, I, I, and I think, uh, you know, Mario is going to have a, a big say in everything right. to me th- this year, like a really big say in what he wants, especially offensively. And um, and I think, and they know what they have with Tyler Van Dyke. And um, I do think that will affect things. Um, I, I do, I, they'll probably, but I, but I do think, Mario's going to want to want keep it balanced also. Yeah, I, mean, I, I mean, I, just, just based gonna, on 
the way the last year went and some of the guys they're losing, particularly a wide receiver and the guys they're coming back at running back. Right. I think no matter what, I was going to expect this team to be more run heavy uh, this coming season. And Gaddis obviously has a a really good track record at Michigan of putting together a really good running game. Yeah. And they've got this, the new guy, Tremonte Citizen, um, who was right, a blue chip running. And so they've got a very, they've got a good running back class. Hopefully Don Chaney is. uh, Can stay healthy. Yeah, can stay healthy. And um, yeah, I'm kind of excited to see the offense. And, uh, you know, Frank Ponce, uh, I guess, uh, UM played um, App State, second game of the season. They only won by two points. Um, And he was the offensive coordinator. And I'm bringing him up because they're going to have to work very closely together. Right. And, uh, you know, obviously, Usually the offensive coordinator, at least in my experiences, um, have been the uh, quarterback's coach. I mean, Mark Rick was um, it just a lot of times it ends up that way. But, uh, well, actually, Mark Rick had his son, but I. Yeah, but Rick was very involved with coaching. Yeah, Rick was yeah. mostly involved. Yeah. Um, and, you know, bringing in this other person. Frank Ponce, it's going to be interesting. I think he ran a shotgun. Uh, the, the quarterback was usually in the shotgun in at uh, App State. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But I love the, I love the, I love the quarterback coach uh, that they're bringing in. Who was you know who called the plays this year? And I think, I th- I don't know. I th- I'm I'm kind of feeling good about all of uh, Mario's Mario's hires. I think Gaddis will be good. He didn't really say anything. Well, he did talk about today about, he did talk about Tyler Van Dyke uh, and, and Jake Garcia. And he likes his whole quarterback room. And uh, he talked about the, the, he loves the tight ends, you know, Mallory and uh, Mm -hmm. and Jaleel Skinner. He's like very happy about that. Um, And, and he will incorporate spread. Yeah, obviously, you know, into his offense. We just have to see how how much of it, you know, and how much is the uh, our running game. Um, and what else can I say about him? He was uh, very energetic, and um, you know, he said everything he was really supposed to say. He didn't talk. Somebody asked him about Michigan, and he just. <laughs> said it was a very emotional week leaving feels hard I left my friends behind and my family's still back there he of course he's not going to mention anything else yeah um, and he talked about how great it is coming here so um yeah I mean n- none of these guys really say anything too specific they, right. they don't do that yet but yeah especially with the first days and they're getting the job and, um, and you're right he's young yeah 38 yeah, he's 38 as opposed to, which is interesting, as opposed to Kevin Steele, the defensive coordinator, who's 63. Yeah. Just two, you know, two ends of the spectrum. Yeah, very different ends of the spectrum. Yeah, so, the, I mean, the, the, the Frank Ponce hire strikes me, and he gets that, you know, obviously, as you talk about, a lot of times quarter, 
offensive coordinators or quarterbacks coach. He gets that passing game coordinator label. I would think he's going to be very involved in game planning, even though Gaddis will probably be calling the plays, obviously, on um, Saturdays. But it kind of strikes me as a situation where, you know, Gaddis, we said 38, and, um, you know, we don't want to speculate too much, but just connecting some dots, the implication of what happened in Michigan, like you said, is for a little while, I think everyone thought Harbaugh was going to go to the NFL. Obviously, there was going to be an opening at Michigan. And Gaddis certainly would have been uh, trying to get that job, right? He was just coming off a Broyles yeah. Award season. Keep well that continuity. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't think it's a secret, right, right, that if the Josh Gaddis could be – I don't think anyone would be surprised if Josh Gaddis is a college a head coach somewhere in college football in two or three years. And Ponce, who, um, you know, not young, but 50, not old either, is right. – in right. a position where he could potentially be also uh, the six, you know, if, if Gaddis is gone in two years, it would be a, a nice oh, offensive coordinator sure. to take that oh, job. Sure. Guy who's you know really qualified for that job. He was a guy whose name always came up in rumors connection in connection to Miami because um, he's from South Florida, went to FIU coached at a whole bunch of high schools in South Florida, including Coral Reef when our very own Anthony Chang was a, uh, was a student there. I think it was Coral Reef. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, it, they've got a lot of, uh, got those Miami connections, obviously, which always help. But I, but I think it's, it's, you know, I think the Manny Diaz, I, well, I shouldn't say this because the Danny Enos hire obviously did not work, but you know, he, you know, Red Lashley hire was a, a home run, right? It, it totally transformed oh, the program in a lot of ways. Um, totally. But yeah, you know, I, I don't know if his, position you know especially on the defense man he, he went with a lot of inexperienced guys on defense um and it kind of made it tough you know you think about when he left and Miami had no real successor lined up when he briefly left uh, before coming back and Miami had no real successor lined up a defensive coordinator um this is just a much more experienced coaching staff it looks like it's going to be across the board than some of the last couple ones with you know Pons, and, and- guy who, again who's been you know offensive coordinator has worked at you know, power, he worked at Louisville for a couple of years. Um, obviously, Kevin Smith has SEC experience. Jamil Adai has SEC experience. Um, you know, it's, it's a different situation than the last, particularly Manny Diaz's staff, where it was a lot of guys kind of getting their first break. Um, well, I, and that, David, we, we talk about the, we talk about the pay, right? They're, they're talking about how much more money they're willing to spend on it. Yeah, thank you. That's you what just, that gets you. That's yeah, what that gets that's, you. you get, that's exactly what I was just going to say. Yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't pull a guy away from Georgia unless you're willing to pay Georgia money and, right, Miami, and now, you know, yeah. private school. We don't know all the specifics, but Miami was obviously not paying that kind of money. Uh, but probably paying more. You got to, you got to pay more money. Right. And, and I and they're doing that. I mean, they're de- Miami's definitely doing that. Um, and by the way, I think <clears throat> I, Manny Diaz really liked Frank Ponce a lot. Uh, he talked about how what a good coach he was, and uh, um, and and recruiter. I do, I do want to say that these guys. What's really interesting is, um, and and expected is because Mario's such a great recruiter he makes sure that the coaches he gets are really good recruiters. Yeah. I mean, Manny had some good recruiters, but, but I think for Mario, it's just as important or more important actually 
I, I actually I shouldn't say that. I, I think it's all, he's pretty OCD. It's, yeah, I, it's a holistic kind of thing. It's, it's holistic, but he recruiting is huge. I think Frank Ponce is a great recruiter. I bet you all these guys are. And as far as money goes, um, I think Gaddis. Uh, it was reported Gaddis was due one million. One million. Uh, he was due one Plus million. Plus bonuses, but, obviously. Yeah, but it was. I think. I don't know. I. I mean, I heard that he was due a million, but that it wasn't really a. He didn't really get a raise. Or yeah, some it, other, meaning, the report meaning, I saw he, is he was he had nine hundred thousand in twenty twenty one and was doing yes. a million in twenty. Yes, because it was I think an automatic. I think every two years. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But it was like an automatic thing. I'm not sure he he got any. You know, you're a great coach. Here's a here's more money. Right. I and other people might have on that staff, and I think there was a lot of stuff going on. Clearly, uh, clearly, obviously, obviously, yeah, obviously. Um, but the but the point is that he was scheduled to get a million bucks. You know he's getting more than that at Miami. Right. Yep. So and and uh, Ponce didn't. I don't think. I think I, I think I saw. I, I I shouldn't say a few hundred thousand. Maybe he made three hundred thousand or four hundred thousand. I. But again, he's going to get a lot more Miami. Plus, he's coming home. Yeah. Everybody wants to come home to Miami. Why wouldn't you want to come home to Miami? So, um, yeah. And then, you know, I did. I I think the staff is really really good. We haven't yeah. really talked about steel, but it, it, as we'll, get, we'll get to the defensive side, I think we should kind of break it okay. down: offense, defense. Sure, um, sure. And um, you, you mentioned Frank Ponce. Not a, obviously not a huge recruiting track record because of the schools he has been at. Um, most spent most of his career now at App State and FIU, where you're not, you know, you're not recruiting elite elite kids. Although he did get a four star recruit uh, to come to FIU apparently in 2010, Willis Wright from yeah. Miami Springs. So that's pretty good. Um, and you know, just like obviously a lot of um, the the nice thing that the thing that Frank Ponce is going to bring to the table as a recruiter, and it's different. You know, quarterback coaches typically kind of just recruit quarterbacks um, is the way it works a lot of the times. It's, it's you know that's the most important position to recruit, they get to kind of spend all their focus there. I would wonder if Frank Ponce is going to be different because obviously he is a um, Miami guy. You just look at some of the guys he's – obviously at FIU he was recruiting a lot of Miami guys. Um, but his two years at Louisville, he was the primary recruiter on a couple of guys. Also Rance Connor, cornerback from Booker mm-hmm. T. Washington, um, who I think I had as an all first-team all-county player that year. Uh, Renato Brown, an offensive lineman from from Palm Beach Central, so you know he's he's obviously recruited South Florida, and that's that's going to be part of the appeal uh, with him on staff. Um, and then and Josh yeah. Gaddis is a good recruiter. I mean, that's like you just point blank, flat yeah. out, um, and was pretty heavily involved. Yeah, I, I wrote about it last week. I wrote some point I wrote about how good of a wide receivers class this is in South Florida. Um, and Josh Gaddis obviously was already kind of starting to recruit a lot of those guys um, when he was at Michigan. So uh, good building block there. And we should say um, we have, we're waiting on that Josh Connerly commitment. Uh, I'm not banking on him coming to Miami, but Josh Gaddis was recruiting him to Michigan. So um, we, you know, you, you could see some that's high, higher pay dividends sooner rather than later if, if things break the right way over the next month or so. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, um, let's move over to the defensive side of the ball. Um, Kevin Steele, like I said, I I believe that it happened um, before we recorded last week, but we were so heavy with National Signing Day that we kind of put it off until this week. You actually got to talk to him today. Uh, What were your impressions of Kevin Steele? Um, Old school. Uh, yeah, like you said, polar opposites, right? With Gaddis and and uh, at least on the age spectrum, Gaddis. And yeah, but not not. I, look at obviously the age reflects it, right? I, mean, I guess, but his personality was definitely old school. Uh, you know, I I I put I just put in my story in the lead that um that he he called <laughs> that that he called um. I said he's been around major college football uh, and even NFL long enough to call Hard Rock Stadium Pro Player Stadium. <laughs> That's what he was calling yeah. it. Um, and I'm still calling it Land Shark Stadium. Land Shark. Oh my God. <laughs> That's right. Wow, so many names. And anyway, he said that, uh, you know, he remembers the 83 championship and he was talking about the old time teams and, you know, the cliched, you know, uh, work hard and hard nose, gritty, whatever, um, you know, relentless. Um, and just also, also, by the way, a real, very, very nice guy. Um, he, he, he didn't really, he didn't name any specific players. He didn't, he did say some things. He did say right out, they're going to run a four, three uh defense which is usually what miami runs yep and and, uh that's their kind of bread and butter and uh that that he would there would be experimentation or he didn't say that word that's my word but he said there'd be some movement during spring practice and also after spring practice of regarding position changes you know they that's what spring is for really they've got Check. We always see that, right? Every spring, some of the young kids they play somewhere else. Uh, you, you know, if they have too many in one position or not enough in another, they'll put somebody somewhere. I, I know uh, Matt Shodell from Kane Sport <laughs> asked him about position changes, and then the only name he put in there was he said, you know, like uh, maybe James Williams going to linebacker from safety. It was funny, but he didn't name it. Uh, Kevin Steele didn't name anybody specifically and said that they would just, uh-huh. depending on what they need. 
they'll they'll move guys around and yeah. uh, you know he can't he said that right now they're looking at film and he you know he just got here he doesn't really know the guys trying to figure everything out um i asked him if he's going to coach linebackers um and because that's his i think the the individual position he's coached the most Mm -hmm. you know and he said he wouldn't say it he said he's coached linebackers he's coached safeties he said i've been a walk around coordinator i've coached outside backers not the d-line okay but we know there's a d-line coach and but he said that uh all things are on the table and that mario is just trying to get the best fit and there's you know there's not there's not that many guys left to hire as assistants. And he said, they're just trying to figure out, you know, uh, put everything like a puzzle together and see where those guys um, best belong, the the extra coaches that they get. Um, And uh, yeah, I mean, that was, Oh, you know, another interesting thing is I asked him about, there's been a lot of talk about, the, you know, the UM defense meshing, having symmetry with the UM offense, people have been writing about that. So that they ran a very fast offense right. last year. They got in a lot of extra plays. Um, a lot of times the defense had to be on the field. If they didn't get a first down, the defense had to be on the field really quickly. And there were a lot of defensive injuries. I told Steele and – so the rotate there would be fewer guys rotating and they got tired and blah blah blah. And so people were have been writing recently that maybe they have to maybe uh Gaddis's offense more of the running game. Maybe, you know, maybe they'd be in huddles more and they'd give more time for the defense. But this guy said he doesn't care what they run on offense. That, you know, his yeah. his guys put out fires. So no matter what happens, he doesn't care. He's, he's seen it all. He's, he doesn't care what offense they run, that they've got to, they've, they've got to do their job. And, and then the other thing was tackling. Um, UM was, there are only two teams, according to pro, um, pro uh, PPF, um, UM was almost worst in the nation in tackling. I think UCF and New Mexico State or something were, was worse. Um, and he, you know, he didn't really say anything specifically about tackling other than you've got to practice it a lot. Yeah, and it's a hard thing to talk about during an introductory press conference, like putting yeah, the new like, oh, we're not yeah. going to tackle well. <laughs> yeah, and, but, you know, so, and that, that, um, that, uh, it's just repetition and that yeah. they only get three days of full tackling mm-hmm. uh, uh, during, uh, I think he said fall, fall camp. You only get three days. Cause the NCAA, he said, when I first started coaching, you were lucky if you had three days in a year. Right. So um, I see this. Yeah, I was right. USF and New Mexico state. It was pro football focus. that yeah. ranked in the 128th and tackling. So anyway, David, Miami was really, Bad, pretty bad in almost every category statistic, yeah. except for tackles for loss. They were eighth in the nation. Everything else was pretty bad. So anyway, we'll we'll see. We'll see how he does. If he does better than Manny Diaz. Did, did the Auburn situation come up at all? 
It's a hard one to ask about right now. No. But it's like, no. it's the elephant so in the room there. It doesn't seem like he would, I don't know, maybe he would leave for Auburn, but it kind of feels oh, to me like he wouldn't at this point, but who knows? Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, I, I, obviously, I Brian Harson. it feels like he's going to get fired any day there. The administration kind of fishing for reasons to maybe do it with cause, it sounds like. Um, right. And obviously, Kevin Steele, who I think at one point thought he was going to get the job there. Um, I know I had a lot of backing from the administration there uh, after Gus Malzahn got fired. Um, obviously, there's been speculation, but I don't know if Miami would have introduced him if they thought there was a uh, – a real chance of it like this, but we'll see. Um, yeah, like I said, it, the interesting thing, interesting thing to me about Kevin Steele is um, just the, the fact he's the, kind of the opposite of Gaddis, whereas Gaddis is like a young, up and coming kind of guy. Steele is like just sure. steady, right? Like he's been around. He's been, you know, if you look at his Wikipedia page, where they list all the schools he's been at on the right side. <laughs> I mean, it is like a, a novella, basically. He's been everywhere. Um, obviously spent a lot of time in the SEC, um, yeah. spent, uh, I don't know, uh, 72 hours in the Big Ten uh, last week when he was at Maryland, um, been in the NFL, was the head coach at Bears. Oh, so, my God. We didn't ask him. Um, we didn't ask him about that. Oh, I should have done that for you. I uh, actually coached at New Mexico State for a year, so there you go. Um, yeah, he's been everywhere and, um, and has kind of, you know, Another guy who's recruited well, obviously knows the Southeast well. Um, right. So you just kind of know what you're going to get with him. He's going to be solid. Um, you know, both of these hires, again, like it felt like particularly with the Red Lashley hire, when, when Manny Diaz was making that hire, he was like hiring a guy to change things, right? He was brought it. Red Lashley was brought in specifically to like, this is what we are going to be now. Um, whereas Mario Cristobal, I think, like you said, he is such a control freak for lack of better words. Um, I, I think they're going to have a, it's going to be more about what he wants to do than, than what any of the coordinators want to do. Obviously it'll be collaborative and obviously they'll have their inputs, but I think, um, you know, whereas Manny Diaz was like, I don't really know what I'm doing on offense. I'm going to let someone who does uh, take yeah, that's, a, that's true. Uh, that's I, I think Mario Cristobal is a little bit different where these guys are, are part of a more cohesive um, yep. hierarchical hierarchical is that a word hierarchical hierarchical, hierarchical. <laughs> structure um with with mario yeah. uh, at the top uh the jamila die hires uh, very interesting obviously anytime you can poach a guy from georgia that's pretty good um a florida guy from tampa originally really good recruiter um yep we'll see what that yep. means for demarcus van dyke uh, who's kind of the one coach still in limbo on this staff uh, you mentioned they have a couple of vacancies still open. I guess the offense feels like it's probably done at this point. Uh, even, though, even though, even though they haven't, they they have not announced. They've not officially announced Frank Ponds, but you've got. Uh, oh, oh no, not him. He's in. No, he's in. But I'm talking about Stephen Field. Oh, and Stephen Field, right? But yeah, they the haven't. Still in limbo. I can't believe he's not in. I uh, still in. They haven't announced him, but he's like been there. What do they have to announce him? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I guess at some point they're going to announce like full staff has been completed and maybe field will be on it. So right. assuming field is around the offensive staff is complete with um, Gaddis as the OC slash wide receivers. Kevin Smith is running backs, Frank Ponce as quarterback. 
uh, Alex Mirabal as offensive line and Stephen Field potentially as tight ends. On defense, uh, I've got Joe Salvea defensive line. You've got Jamil Adai in some defensive backs capacity. We'll see if they do right. the T-Rob, DVD kind of split. Um, you, right. And then, like you said, um, Kevin Steele, maybe linebackers, maybe inside linebackers. You hire an outside linebackers coach. Maybe you hire just – maybe he's just defensive coordinator. You hire a linebackers coach slash – but they need a special teams coordinator somewhere too. So, um, what yeah, is, they need how many coaches do they have right now? Assuming field is still around. They got five on offense. I think – and three on defense so far. So they've got two, two left, um, not yes, Marcus Van Dyke. So it might be a special teams guy, you know? Yeah. So they definitely, they definitely need to hire a, well, not definitely. If Kevin Steele is going to be the linebackers coach, they definitely need at least one more defensive specific coach. Yes. Um, yes. Yep. And, um, and you maybe know, special teams like by themselves, like a special yeah, it's possible, you know, they could hire a linebackers coach and a special teams coordinator, and then you're good. You could hire uh, a linebackers coach and keep DVD and do like a safeties corner split or DB's corners, which is what they had last year. Um, or you could do something we're not even thinking of two linebackers coaches, you know, something like that, or another, or an something. external DBs coach, another safeties coach or something. I guess you wouldn't do anything. No, you wouldn't do anything on the D line. No, you, you just got the one guy there. So yeah. they got a lot of different ways they can go. Um, we'll see if maybe that those, those last couple of positions are filled, uh, next week, but, um, a lot of flexibility there and, you know, just, Continue to be impressed by the staff that Mario Cristobal is putting together, obviously. Um, yep. Before we wrap up, uh, he went on WQAM on Wednesday morning, which is where uh, the yes. uh, scuba tanks full of uh, Cuban coffee reference I made at the top of the show comes from. Um, what, were, what were some of your biggest takeaways from that before we wrap up here? Um, I, just that, um, you know, he wants to get his uh, – he wants home run hires, you know, to him, he said they have to be home run type hires, um, of, you know, of all his assistants. Um, and, um, that they're not going to stop that. And that he wants guys that are, that recruiting to him is, I mean, he said, this is as important. I mean, it, he was asked, you know, what is, uh, what's more important to him um and he said both uh you know recruiting or getting somebody who's just a great teacher you know a a great Mm -hmm. or whatever as far as coaches and he said he said they're both that nowadays you've got to be a great recruiter um and uh you know pretty much that was it um like I said, they're not stopping. He said they're still going to go after, which which we knew, they're still going to go up after uh, some more players for this class. Um, and, um, you know, he, he was bragging about, you know, about Gaddis winning the Broyles Award. He loves that. Yep. And, um, yeah, he didn't he, – he was bragging about Alex Mirable. Um, about a, a, a die. Yep. 
Jamil Adai. Yeah, Jamil Adai. It might be Jamile. Is it Jamile or Jamil? I think Jamil? it's Jamil, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Anyway, um, he said that it, it, he said as far as recruiting goes that until you're somewhere for a year, like a full year, that you never feel like you're on schedule. Right. So, um, you know, he he also was very happy, David, with the Elite Junior Prospect Day. Oh, yeah, yeah. They had all, I wrote about that a couple of weeks ago, just a yes, rundown of what they had. A lot of recruits on campus. I linked to that story. Anyway, he <laughs> said it was absolutely boatloaded, he said, from top to bottom. And that they told the kid they only were half staffed at that point, but they told the players that, you know, they were going to get the, they were going to go for the best coaches in the country that they could. Yeah. Um, and he said, come March, this will be a revolving door of some of the best in the country coming in and out. Yep. So um, and he also talked about Wesley Bassain and Kelly Nigelic, right, at defensive end. Kelly, yeah. He talked about those guys in, you know, being really, really good. He also raved about Trevante Citizen and, and Cyrus Moss, edge rusher. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it was really funny. He was talking about uh, a citizen and he said he's he says he went to the school and he saw him and he was he said when you see a dude and they're wearing shorts and his quads are bursting out of his shorts you're like bro you got to get bigger shorts <laughs> as back as a running back you're like this guy you know he's a different level player he uh-huh. said um so yeah and then moss he said he was comparing it's funny said he looks like J- jason taylor and the then he said but i don't want to compare a guy to a hall of famer but. i heard that same comp with greg Rousseau, and it worked out all right you know obviously who's yeah, exactly taylor but. exactly he said when you watch the tape he, that's who he reminds you of but i don't want to compare him to him so um that's it he said that uh yeah that yeah you i'm still going to sign some more players and uh and then you know it's time to shut up and go to work basically yeah um yeah you mentioned uh, the short staffed and um i mean it got dude it it just underscores how important some of those behind the scenes guys have been for miami over the last couple of weeks and you know we talked about it a lot when we were talking about the coaching change and how the off the position coaches like what was going to happen to them those behind the scenes recruiting guys it sounds like a lot of them are, are probably going to stick around ed pata you know, even DVD in some capacity, Mike. Oh yeah. Like all those guys um, have been really, really important behind the scenes and ultimately don't usually get a lot of credit for what happens at Miami, but they've had a big opportunity in these last couple of weeks. And I think it's pretty obvious that uh, Mario Cristobal has been impressed with them. Um, You know, again, who knows what will happen with all that moving forward, but uh, they they just kind of deserve a shout out before we wrap up here. Um, oh, all right. Sure. Yeah. I think we can finish up there, though. Uh, you can follow Susan on Twitter at S. Miller Degnan. Uh, she's got a couple more coaching hires to cover, and then uh, she can finally go on vacation. Yes, I can. <laughs> <laughs> and and um, and and hopefully, hopefully, nothing breaks on Super Bowl Sunday because I'm really looking forward to watching some football relaxing so you like don't have to worry about it all yeah yeah usually on, on super bowl sunday as we get closer to the game nobody wants to break any stories nobody wants to announce anything because they know there's only one show in town that's that'll good. be when auburn fires brian harson 
<laughs> right. Except for that would be horrible. The people that want to keep it lower key, get yeah. it on page. Yeah. So. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at DB Wilson too. Uh, I haven't written a lot about Miami in the last week or so, although I did write about, I talked to Trevante Citizen just about uh, what kind of led him yeah. to the decision ultimately. Um, you know, a guy who obviously uh, Miami was not even really recruiting two months ago and was able to pull it, pull it together quickly. Um, but a lot of Dolphins coverage, the Mike McDaniel hire has taken up a lot of oxygen and the Miami Herald sports department, obviously for good reason. Um, but yeah. we'll be, we'll be back. Uh, I, we'll probably be back next week. I guess if there's a couple more hires, um, we're getting to that time of year though, where we can, we can take a week off here and there, but I think we'll be back next week. Well, we, 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 Oh, um, sure. We'll figure it out. Yeah. We're gonna we'll see where the hires happen. We'll see what kind of hires Us, happen. Yeah, well, well, even if we, yeah, I, I, we will be back, and uh, and then spring is starting in 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 March. Yeah, it's coming up quick. We don't know what day, but we know it's March. We know when the spring game is, right? Because that was on the ACC. April uh, April sixteenth. That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but but spring, and you know. Um, so we'll be busy with that. And then depending on what kind of access we have, uh, baseball starts next week. Yeah. Basketball bounced back last night. So we got that going too. So, uh, it's, it's still busy, even if it's not as busy as it was, uh, a week. It's always busy. It's always busy. And then we have the NFL draft. I'm skipping ahead by months. (laughs) Just want to read off the entire uh, calendar. When's opening? When's the, the first game again, September 2nd or something? But we'll be here before you know it. Yeah. Wow. I can't remember when the first game is. It's in, it's in September. I know that. September 3rd. September 3rd. All September right. 3rd. Uh, we were getting way sidetracked. Uh, thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs>